Hey everybody, how's it going? Thanks for joining me this afternoon. I've got a great stream that I think you're really going to enjoy. So one of the things that I like to do on the show from time to time is take one of these ridiculous leftist articles, take something that the progressives are tying themselves up uh, in knots about and kind of break down the language involved here. Now I'm sure many of you are very aware of the fact that transgenderism has been a huge part of the leftist push. Obviously this stuff is getting forced into your face everywhere. It's getting forced in the face of your children, in school, in their in their programming, in their kids' books. This is just a massive push by the left. Many people feel like it came out of nowhere. Of course, we know that it didn't. It's been building for a very long time. It's the logical extension of much of what the left has been doing. But for a lot of people, they're shocked that this has kind of exploded into the public consciousness over the last few years. Now, obviously, the logical continuation of the idea that one could change their gender or biological sex. We'll get into that in a second. Don't worry. We'll, we'll parse that in a moment. But the implications of that would be that there are other characteristics of oneself that were previously thought to be immutable, but now could be something that could be altered through surgery or therapy or social change, these kind of things. But you'll notice that there's a hard block on the left when it comes to the issue of race. And we can see from this article from NBC that they're going to put a really hard wall between the idea that one can transition their race, that they can change their race. Now, if they, you know, they've already decided that somebody's hard-coded biological sex could be changed, obviously this should be something that's on the table, but it's not. And there's a really interesting reason as to why. So we're going to be picking this apart looking at the leftist language, why are they drawing the line here? Why is this so important to them? Why cannot they not make this logical extension to the next step of their own ideology? We'll dive into all of that, guys. But before we do, let's hear from today's sponsor. Universities today aren't just neglecting real education. They're actively undermining it. And we can't let them get away with it. America was made for an educated and engaged citizenry. The Intercollegiate Studies Institute is here to help. ISI offers programs and opportunities for conservative students across the country. ISI understands that conservatives and right-of-center students feel isolated on college campuses and that you're often fighting for your own reputation, dignity, and future. Through ISI, you can learn about what Russell Kirk called the permanent things, the philosophical and political teachings that shaped and made Western civilization great. ISI offers many opportunities to jumpstart your career. They have fellowships at some of the nation's top conservative publications like National Review, The American Conservative, and The College Thinker. If you're a graduate student, ISI offers funding opportunities to sponsor the next great generation of college professors. Through ISI, you can work with conservative thinkers who are making a difference. Thinkers like Chris Rufo, who currently has an ISI researcher helping him with his book. But perhaps most importantly, ISI offers college students a community of people that can help them grow. If you're a college student, ISI can help you start a student organization or a student newspaper or meet other like-minded students at their various conferences and events. ISI is here to educate the next generation of great Americans. To learn more, go to ISI.org. That's ISI.org. All right, guys, so let's go ahead and jump to the article here. Now, before we do that, I do just want to say off the bat, obviously, the title of this stream, this show is a little bit of a clickbait, right? Uh, you cannot change your race. We'll, we'll just get that out of the way right now. That is not something that you can do. You do not have the option to do that in real life. That, that's not a real discussion that we're having here. The point of this stream is not to have a, a discussion, to, to ha have the dialectic kind of unravel the, the idea of race so that we can kind of have this, uh, this breakdown of, of a concept that is, most people already have a grasp on. That's not the point of this. The point is to look at why the left won't do that. Right, because they're willing to break down every other barrier. They're willing to destroy every other concept that is kind of important to people's identity, to, to tradition, to kind of all these things that have been part of the world for many thousands of years. They're willing to break down everything. But the one thing they're not willing to break down, they're not willing to let people kind of change, uh, to let it, let it just become a deracinated thing that you can just uh, take in and out like a, like a piece of Mr. Potato Head. But one thing you're not allowed to switch around with is race. And the question is why, right? Why, why is this the one thing the left thinks has to stay static when everything else is allowed to change at a moment's notice? 
So that's what we're really breaking into today. It's not the question is not really can you change race. The answer is no to that question. The question really asking is why does the left not think you can do that? Why why are these people who think every other aspect of identity is malleable, interchangeable, dropped it at a moment's notice and swapped out with something else? Why is this the one thing they won't let people touch? So we're gonna look into their own words, look at why they're evaluating it that way, and see if there's anything we can glean about the progressive mind uh, and kind of why they approach the issue in this manner. So let's go ahead and dive into our uh, our uh, topic today. Inside the online world of people who think they can change their race, practitioners of race change to another or RCTA purport to be able to manifest physical changes in their parents and even in their genetics to truly become a different race. Again, this is this is a story uh, from from NBC here. All right, so uh, let's let's dive in. Since before she hit double digits, Alyssa, fifteen, said that she had a special connection with Japan. The high school student who asked to be anonymous for fear of being doxxed online was born in Ukraine. By the way, this is like the one time that they'll actually uh, protect somebody's uh, anonymity online. Uh, but was born in Ukraine and lives in Maryland. Uh, but she now goes by the Japanese name. Uh, Miyuki and listens to subliminals that promise to, that she will wake up and be more Japanese. So far, she believes that by listening to YouTube videos with lo-fi music and photos of East Asian facial features while she sleeps, her vision has cleared, her eyelids have become smaller, and her hair has become a little bit darker. All right, so obviously, we kind of have a delusional thing going on here. It seems like, and we, I mean, I don't know what she looks like, but she's born in the Ukraine, she's living in Maryland, probably a white uh, white girl so before she even hit you know 10 years old she she wanted to be japanese she was taken by a uh, japanese culture uh and and she felt like she wanted to be more japanese now the the really obvious thing here is just to say no like of course that can't happen you can't you can't just listen to this or watch this and transform yourself into this but it's kind of understandable that many young people having being fed this idea that they can change their gender or their sex again we'll, we'll we'll nail down that terminology here in just a second but that the idea that they can transition like really key parts of who they are at a moment's notice by just you know uh wearing different clothing maybe eventually going through more serious changes like surgery or hormone therapy it's it becomes pretty obvious that a lot of young people will kind of take the next step and think well i could probably transition other parts of myself i could try uh, probably transition other aspects of my identity by simply consuming the right thing right now there's nothing new about young kids having you know some idea that they they might be able to change something about themselves there's nothing new unfortunately even about uh, people believing that by consuming different types of media they might be able to go through some kind of transformation it's it's a silly idea it should have been something that's easily dismissed but given our current kind of paradigm it's not because the left has created this framework in which these kind of characteristics should, in theory, be able to be transitioned. So this girl has what should be a silly idea that everyone should be able to easily dismiss, but we can't easily dismiss it uh, because of kind of the, the framework that the left has set up. I mean, we can easily dismiss it. The left can't easily dismiss it. They have to they have to set up a whole article. But of course, the left wants to have this conversation. That's something to understand here, too. Right. The, the, the journalists choose these kind of exposés, not because they're compelled to, because there's there's some powerful movements that that's sweeping you know, the nation or something. Sometimes that's true. But the vast majority of times they're specifically picking weird subcultures because they want to push an idea. They want to they want to put something into the public consciousness. So it, it's very unlikely that somebody felt compelled to uh, to pick up this story just because it was so popular and because it was having such a big social effect. The far more likely scenario is that this story was specifically chosen uh, so that they could say something they wanted to say, right? The topic was chosen in particular so the journalist could get on a soapbox about something that they wanted to talk about, an issue they wanted to settle. So jumping back into the article here, practitioners of what they call race change to another or RCTA purport to be able to manifest physical changes in their parents and even their genetics to become a different race. They tune into subliminal videos that claim they can give them East Asian appearance or DNA. 
But experts underscore that simply is impossible to change your race. So again, something that should be obvious, it should be should be very clear that just listening to a random video, uh, subliminal or not, whatever that is supposed to mean, uh, you know, that that's not going to literally rewrite your DNA. That's not going to change facial features or 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 cultural backgrounds or skin tone or any of these other things that might be identified with possible racial identities that none of that stuff is going to come by just consuming some video. But again, a lot of people, uh, you know, the, remember the majority of young people now claiming to go through kind of this transgender moment, they don't actually go through with, uh, with even hormone therapy, much less surgery. The vast majority of people who interact with this ideology and start to claim it simply make basic uh, superficial changes in things like the way they talk, uh, the way they grow their hair, the way they wear their hair, the way they wear their, what kind of clothes they wear. They make very superficial changes that are not unlike kind of this cartoonish idea of what it means to be a, a different race, right? So so a lot of people who are trying to mimic, a lot of men who want to mimic become becoming women, pick the most cartoonish aspects of femininity, uh, kind, of, kind of the things that are pushed by uh, ad agencies, those kind of things. And those are the things that they mimic, right? They're always over the top characters of what a woman is they're not really adopting the feminine in particular they're adopting kind of these uh kind of these marketed characteristics and they're taking them to the extremes they're, they're obviously not adopting anything about what it is the core identity of being a woman of being feminine they can't that, that that's not something they can do and so the vast majority of people who undergo those kinds of transitions are are having basically the same idea as these people who are thinking that they can just watch a YouTube video and suddenly transform themselves. The vast majority of people who go through a transition are not going, are not doing the actual physical commitment, the more painful and uh, an extreme commitment of, of uh, taking chemicals that permanently alter their body, uh, you know, that, the, that actually have the surgery. They just go through these very superficial things, right, that allow them to kind of uh, achieve certain parts of this identity and get kind of the moral protection, the social clout of entering into this without actually going through the hard work of, of, of mutilating themselves. Right. And so while, while you might laugh at reading this, why this is kind of uh, comical in a way, because it is, uh, it really is very close to what the majority of people who try to go through transition in the gender or, or sexual uh, sense, uh, do you know most of the time they're not usually taking those more radical steps now before we go any uh further and obviously you know this is going to get compared to transgenderism multiple times so so we kind of need to to clarify here real quick one thing that a lot of people on the left love to do is say that that uh, conservatives conflate gender and sex right they say that gender is the social manifestation of femininity or masculinity male or female it's the, the the gender is the social construct, and then the and then the biological sex is the uh, the, the actual hard physical parts. You know what what's actually in your DNA, what's actually written into your genetic code, these kind of things. That's the distinction that sometimes they try to make. The funny thing is, if you watch leftists, they never actually hold on to this view. Right? They they themselves will immediately conflate gender and sex the minute they walk away from kind of correcting conservatives or people on the right for doing the same thing. They, they don't actually hold to this idea, to, to these different definitions. And increasingly, you're seeing leftists, progressives say that you can actually change your biological sex as well. Now, we, we really should make it clear, because I'm going to stop using the doublespeak from here on out. I just needed to clarify that, that biological sex is itself a term of doublespeak. Uh, all, all of your sex is biological, right? There is only biological sex. Uh, we've we've kind of because sex became a term for the act of procreation, uh, we kind of created this gender idea separately. But the truth is that you are born, obviously, with the sex. That sex is hardwired; it stays that way forever. There's nothing you can do about that. There's there's no treatments, surgeries, chemicals that will ever change that. No, no, none of that actually does anything real uh, at the end of the day to to, to alter that. Your your social expression of that will be tied to your biology, the biological biological reality there. Now, there are obviously large spectrums, insides, right? There, there will be more effeminate men 
there will be more masculine women. There, there is, uh, there's a large degree of variance in between there, obviously. Uh, and so that, that is a reality that is true, but those things will still always be tied back directly to the biological reality that is with you forever, right? That, that is just the case. So I just wanted to clarify that as we get into this, because I'm just going to refer to transgenderism as the idea that you can change your actual sex, the one that you were born with, because that is now increasingly something that you, that leftists are pushing. They are going for the more radical idea. They, they, they did what you always do, the dialectic, right? So they, they advance uh, this, this uh, notion that gender is a social construct and that that can be manipulated, that can be changed because it's not really tied to any biological reality. And then as soon as people uh, accept that kind of uh, Mott and Bailey strategy, then they go out and they advance their more radical idea, which is that actually you can change the core biology, that that, that uh, transition can be a, a purely biological one and that there's no difference, that there, things are exactly the same uh, no, no matter what. So just want to clarify as we move forward, whenever I, I refer to that, that that's kind of what I'm talking about. We're not going to play around with the leftist language games of, you know, we're not going to play with the new speak and the, the double speak. Uh, we're just going to know that they are asserting that real biology can be changed. Uh, they do that plenty of places. Uh, we're, we're not gonna, I'm not going to go citing all the sources at this moment. If, if you haven't seen it, then I don't know what to tell you. It's something that they're absolutely doing. They might play this cute game of it's, well, it's a social construct and, oh, then it's biological reality. And then it's, a, so they, they may do that shuffle, but at the end of the day, they are advancing the idea that biology itself can change. And so when we look at what they're talking about with race here, we have to uh, kind of approach it with the same eye as to how they're kind of constructing that narrative. All right, so back to our, uh, back to our article here. Uh, good news, guys. We're about to hear from, the experts, right? But experts underscore uh, that is simply impossible to change your race. So we are now going to the all-important experts, the the high priests of the left, right? The 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 experts can't be wrong. So it's uh, it's just belief, says Jamie Cohen, an assistant professor of cultural and media studies at Queens College, uh, to the City University of New York. So I want to be clear, right? We're the first place we're going for our experts is a professor of cultural and media studies. So we're not going to a scientist. We're not going to a biologist. I mean, what are you? How do you know it's a woman? Are you a biologist, right? Uh, we're, we're not going to an expert expert. We're not talking to somebody with a hard science background or hard math background, somebody who's familiar with the actual biochemistry. No, we're, we're, we're going to a professor of cultural and media studies. This is the authority we're going, we're going to cite first. It doesn't really work because it's not doing anything, but they have convinced themselves that it works because there are other people who have convinced themselves as well. Oh, so it's like a social contagion. So you're telling me that if like some young people generate a crazy idea about how they can alter a fundamental characteristic of their identity and they start spreading that around, uh, just because that becomes popular in the zeitgeist that it gets pushed by certain influencing, that doesn't mean it actually works. Oh, wow. I wonder if you could apply that to any under other social phenomenon like transgenderism, right? You, you, immediately we run into them deconstructing their own position in a different way, right? They're, they're going to they're spend a lot of time talking about why this, this really central important characteristic of race is not malleable in a way that all the other characteristics that uh, that the left wants to be able to change at a moment's notice. And they're going to afford a lot of arguments that are going to disprove their position in other areas. But I want you to understand, for the left, contradictions aren't really a problem. You're, you're thinking, oh, it's a, it's a logical contradiction it's a problem. Not really, okay? Because they're, they're going to hold these two ideas uh, as completely separate, as, as if these logical uh, you know, processes that apply to one thing can never po possibly apply to the other. Many of you are, are guessing ahead as to why, uh, you know, but 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 give me a second. I want to work through the language of the article before we, we dig into what what may be obvious for some as to, as to why race is so important to them. But but uh, yeah, let's let's go back to our article here for just a second. Though they do not con uh, constitute a full blown trend. So again, this isn't a big deal, right? It's not a full blown trend. It's this is not something that's sweeping the nation. 
they wanted to write this article. The general, the journalists wanted to write this article. Now, to be fair, part of this is content grind. You guys have to understand this about being a journalist. If you have a background in content production, if you've you've been involved in the need to constantly produce this kind of stuff, you understand that one of the reasons that journalists are always like hunting down these obscure stories that no one else would have normally paid attention to is because they've got to produce content constantly, right? And so that that means that journalism kind of in and of itself, uh, especially when you have this wide spectrum of constant journalism churning all the time, is going to hunt down these smaller and smaller kind of avenues. But also, this is something that the journalists wanted to talk about. This is not a full-blown trend, but they wanted this to be an issue because they 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 probably saw somewhere out in the, you know, on the back of their mind, they saw that, you know, people were thinking this and they, they saw some Ron think, you know, some some people were, were recognizing logical patterns and they didn't like that that logical recognition. So they needed to go ahead and stop this by writing this article. Though this does not constitute a full-blown trend, a number of racial subliminal creators have popped up on YouTube in recent years, with videos racking up an average of a half a million views apiece. On TikTok, uh, dozens of accounts have emerged in recent weeks sharing similar goals and aesthetics and documenting what uh, people describe as their race change journeys. So interestingly, again, like so one of the things that has become part of the leftist religious ritual are these journeys, right? In, in the In the same way, that a Christian would share their conversion to Christianity, or uh, a Muslim might share their their story of their pilgrimage. Uh, you know, there's a key aspect of kind of this leftist journey, which is your you know coming out to your parents, uh, you know, as, as, as having a different sexual orientation, or sharing your 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 journey of transition from one thing to another. Right? There, there's the kind of this this shared religious uh, kind of a, transformational experience, this, this metamorphosis that you need to share with others. And so a lot of kids kind of are picking up on this, right? A, a lot of young people are picking up on this and they're saying, well, I'll, I'll just take that ritual and I'll apply it to race. Why not? Right. If I can apply it to my sexual preference, if I can apply it to my, uh, to, you know, to my, my gender or even my, my biological sex, uh, you know, uh, then obviously I can apply that to my race. Uh, but of course, oh, no, 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 don't don't do that. We have to have a panicked leftist article about why you can't do that. But we can but we can recognize kind of that that pseudo religious uh, sacramental process that that the the young person wants to engage in because they're kind of uh, floating in this uh, progressive, uh, you know, uh, ideological soup, but not understanding why that line, this particular line exists around race when it doesn't exist around other uh, kind of kind of innate traits, right? Media experts also point to the potential uh, dark side of the uh, uh, exoticization of um, uh, Asian culture, saying that it could be a form of modern yellow face or the act of non-Asian people making their appearance more Asian-like, right? So the the first thing is is not really to talk about why this isn't a, a reality, why this can't actually uh, happen, why you can't actually uh, transition this, the first thing is to talk about how it could be offensive, right? That That's what really matters. So yeah, you might want to transition your race just like you might want to transition uh, your, your gender or sex or whatever, but you, but you need to be aware of the fact that it could be offensive. It, it could engage in, uh, in, in uh, you know, yellow face, right? Just like, like black face. It's, it's something that's terrible. Korean American poet, Margaret Ree, an assistant professor, because of course she's an assistant professor of media studies. Again, no biologists here. No, no, nobody, nobody uh, who, who's going to give us any kind of science. It's nothing. It's nothing but uh, kind of a soft, soft social science here. Uh, an assistant professor of media studies at the News School in New York uh, said that RCTA phenomenon reflects the current media climate in which Eastern Asian Americans enjoy widespread popularity. Uh, internationally and in the U.S., there's also the underbelly of. And this is a quote from uh, from the poet here, the po po poet and assistant professor. There's also the underbelly of uh, that. There, there's also the underbelly of of that. I can't read. Sorry, I'm being destroyed by the sentence. There's also the underbelly of that. Where we want to be careful. We are at a tipping point in America. 
With 400,000 children in the U.S. foster care system and a quarter of those awaiting a forever family, Christians must step up. This is Jack Graham, senior pastor at Prestonwood Baptist Church, inviting you to Chosen, a summit addressing these urgent needs on Saturday, April 13th. Chosen will empower churches to begin foster care and adoption ministries and equip families who are adopting or fostering. We have great speakers joining me, including Sadie Robertson Huff and Governor Greg Abbott of the great state of Texas, along with dozens of breakout sessions. I urge you to join us and help make a difference in the lives of these precious children. Register at Prestonwood.org chosen. That's a very strange way to construct that sentence. Sorry, I'm, I'm going to move up. <laughs> going to power through this. Because there's always uh, problems around fetization, uh, around fetization or object, objectification that East Asian cultures have always been subjected to, meaning uh, being revered for these kinds of exotic characteristics not really fully seen. So there, there's a number of questions that you want to ask here. Like, first... Why do people want to transition to this race? I mean, you can already see kind of the, the first person they selected was a white girl, right? Why does this white girl want to be Asian? Uh, that's, that's interesting, right? We live in a world of white supremacy. Whites have all these systemic advantages. Uh, you know, they're, they're, there's all these amazing benefits for being white. Why would this person want to be Asian, right? But on top of that, the idea that you would want to be Asian, I guess, is really offensive because... Uh, you're fetishizing it. Okay, well, if you if you take a group and you hold them up and you say that that one group is bad and other groups are good, then you can't really be surprised when people want to be those groups. And I don't think they are surprised. They just want to find a way to decry it, right? And the only way to decry it is, is to stigmatize the idea that you could transition it. So there's no logical reason why this can't happen given our other, you know, kind of logical priors as leftists. But we got to think of a way as to why this isn't okay. And the only thing we can do is to stigmatize it by saying that, that it, it's othering people, that they're not being seen. It seems like they're being seen just fine. They're not only being seen, but they're, they're desiring it. Right. Uh, but uh, they, they kind of push on and just say, well, it, it's a bad thing. Cause the, the lady from the media studies group said, you know, experts from the media studies group don't like it. Experts agree. Race is not genetic. Interesting. Um, I, I, I'd like to see a little more there. I guess there's a link, uh, but but uh, a very interesting uh, assertion there. Uh, but they can contend that even though uh, race is a cultural construct, it's impossible to change a race because of the systemic inequalities inherent uh, to being born into a certain race. So interesting, like as far as I'm aware, like one's racial characteristics can, you know, change all kinds of things about you. They can change appearance uh, they can uh, you know they can make you more susceptible to disease uh, i think there's a wide body of scientific literature on this kind of thing i mean even doctors kind of have to know this stuff because it, it you know uh, sets you up it, it kind of uh, make, makes you uh, more likely to have uh, you know certain uh, certain diseases that kind of things it makes you uh, more vulnerable to these kind of things so we're we're just kind of seems like we're asserting something that's kind of wholly not uh, uh, scientific. Now, I think the way they're going to get out of this is by saying uh, the cultural construct here, I think they get a little more into why it's a cultural construct here. W weird thing. Uh, people say it's just a cultural construct, right? Uh, like gender. But as far as I know, you can change gender, right? So gender is a cultural construct, but you absolutely can change it. That, that's, that's now a key part of left leftist doctrine. Um, race, which as far as I'm aware, has many links, you know, to, to, to real sci scientific, uh, truth there. Uh, even though that's the case, that is a cultural construct, but you can't change it. So both of these things are alleged cultural constructs, but one of them is infinitely malleable and adaptable at any moment. If someone says they're a woman, they're a woman, they don't need to do anything. There doesn't need to be any any significant change of any type. You don't even have to go through the surgery or the hormone therapy. You assert you're a woman, you are a woman, end of the discussion, that's happened because this is a cultural construct. However, race, which is also allegedly a cultural construct here, um, you, it is impossible to change. And wh why? 
Why is that? Well, here you go. Here's the here's the key. Many of you have already guessed it. Many of you already knew it was coming, but here we go. It's the systemic inequalities inherent in being born into a certain race. So uh, it, you the cultural construct of your race, according to this article, is just like the cultural construct of your uh, gender. Again, all of this is 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 garbage, but it's 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 leftist garbage. So we're we're just following their own logic for a moment. Uh, all all of this is is a cultural construct, but you can change your gender and you can change your race because race is is really at its core about systemic in, uh, inequalities that are that are inherent, right? So it's it's what really makes you one race or another is not like your heritage, it's not your genetics, it's not your skin color, it's not it's not who your parents were, it's not your you know tied to any it's none of that stuff, right? What makes you a particular race is the systemic inequalities that you inherit right? It's your position in the social hierarchy. So really the reason we can't mess with race, the reason that race needs to be unassailable is not that it has some, you know, inborn scientific, uh, you know, uh, truth according to the, the article here, but because it, uh, it messes with the leftist social hierarchy It messes with the oppressive, uh, oppression Olympics. If we, if we're able to change our race, then those who are being constantly guilted about their race mainly white people could escape it right in the same way that men who are constantly being told they're evil for being men can escape their masculinity by becoming women white people who are constantly told that they're like you know inherently evil for being white could escape their 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 you know their evil racial past by transitioning to another race but it's really important that we can't do that because actually that's the core of leftist ideology at this point like this this racial hierarchy of oppression is the fundamental foundation of kind of how the left is extracting power, how it's applying guilt to different groups. Now it's weird, it's interesting here, because of course, if you think about this for even a moment, uh, part of the leftist ideology is that women are one of the, are the most one of the most oppressed groups, right? Even though they make up more than half the population, uh, they're one of the most oppressed groups. Like this is a core idea this is this is something the the left has said constantly and still says constantly right but you can change that so even though that is a systemic inequality right the left says that women are treated as unequal because they are women and that is a systemic inequality even though that is built in to this this kind of hierarchy of grievances you can change that aspect but you can't change the racial aspect so both both Gender and race, according to you know this article, are social constructs, and because they're social constructs, you should be able to alter them at any time. But you can't, so you can't alter race because race is not really anything to do with genetics or skin culture or like where you came from, your 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 lineage, any of that stuff. None of that is, is what it, it's all just about systemic inequalities. But but women who are also uh, treated with you know inequality they, they they have systemic inequalities according to leftists can change right they, that that can change so just this one sentence right here completely destroys pretty much all of leftist ideology because either both of these things are social constructs cultural constructs that can be uh that can be altered um or they can't be altered even though they're social constructs because there's a systemic inequality that's inherent in that uh, that identity, right? It has to be one or the other. It can't be both, but but it can. It has to because this is how the left has has kind of constructed their ideological narrative. Uh, let's get a little deeper into uh, into this here. David Frund, a historian of race and politics. Again, you'll notice not not a scientist around, not not a, not a biologist around. Uh, none, none of that. Uh, a historian of race and politics and an associate professor at the University of Maryland College uh, Park uh, corroborates uh, the idea that a biological race does not exist. What we know today as race is a combination of inherent characteristics and cultural traditions passed down through the generations, he says. Okay, so <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make some people angry here. But um, this is actually right. So this thing he said here is is actually kind of right. So it's a mix, right? It, the, 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 and this is this is something that Spangler, Oswald Spangler, 
and Julie Savola. So all the people getting angry about, uh, you know, in the, in the, uh, in the, uh, in, in the, in the chat here, uh, you know, hang with me here. This is something that Oswald Spengler, like for instance, uh, particularly uh, became angry about. He did not like that uh, the idea of, of race had simply become purely genetic, right? He thought that, um, that it is, it was not simply a scientific uh, truth that there, there's something larger metaphysical, all these other things that were, that were kind of bound into, uh, into race. Right. And so he thought this modernization, this kind of, uh, this kind of gross simplistic understanding of race was uh, too blunt because it, it, it relied entirely on GNA, DNA, genetics, all this stuff, instead of understanding kind of a wider cultural aspect of, of heritage and tradition, uh, you know, ge genetic, you know, whatever, but also uh, culture and, and these things that are passed down, belief, all these these things, uh, you know, they, they, that it is a combination of these things. And so what he's saying here is, is kind of true, that that this is, is not just, you know, inherited characteristics, it's also a cultural tradition. Like, okay, yeah, that that that, that is kind of true. But where he's going to go with that is obviously not going to have any truth to it, right? It's it's going to be something entirely of convenience for him here. In addition, Friend says that modern concepts of race is inseparable from systemic racial hierarchies hundreds of years in the making. Simply put, changing race is not possible because biological races themselves are not real. So <laughs> that that sentence does not make sense, right? This, this does not say this sense. That's not the reason he's giving, right? He's not saying that by... So, the, so, so we have what we have is Schrodinger's race, right? Race is real when they need it to create oppression. Race exists um, when uh, when it's necessary for uh, the, this construction of hierarchy and grievance. But race is not real. Uh, but race is not real when we need it to disappear so that we can, uh, you know, pretend. Uh, that 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 these things can't change, right? So it says here, simply put, changing races is not possible because biological races themselves not, are not real. But that's not the reason why they said it can't be changed. The reason they said it can't be changed is actually the systemic oppression, right? He says you can't transfer the systemic oppression from one group to another, right? So so what they're saying is you can alter biology. And I think this is kind of where the left is is trying to do this, right? You could alter biology. So uh, they're saying like through like a transgender process, you could make a man a woman because you could physically alter these things. You could chemically alter these things. You can change all these things about biology. So you could do that. But because you can't transfer the systemic racial hierarchy and, and an oppression from one group to another, that's why you can't actually alter these things. This is, of course, insane, right? Like, again, you, 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 these things are are no less connected, right? There, there are racial and cultural aspects, or there, sorry, there are genetic and cultural aspects to both these things. If you can alter one, then you should be able to alter another. The, the, either, either these are both social constructs entirely, or they're both biological uh, realities, or they're a mixture of both. You, you have to consistently pick what what is true about these idea, these parts of human identity. You don't just get to randomly switch between them whenever it becomes convenient for your narrative. But of course, that's exactly what they're doing because they need to continually lock people into this idea that, that racial hierarchy is, is not malleable because you have to have that continuous oppression. You can't just have you know, uh, progressive whites jumping ship and becoming other races so they can escape uh, the, kind of, kind of the, the racial uh, Olympics. Because that would kind of deconstruct your entire system, which apparently the race is more central to. Gender or sex, or actually sex, is something that is part of the oppression Olympics. It is something that they hold important and that they do think uh, transfers systemic uh, oppression. However, uh, that one can be changed. I guess it's not as central. Sorry, ladies, you're not as important. Your 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 uh, perceived oppression is not as important to the left as racial oppression. That one is more central and that one has to continue no matter what. There's no way to escape this the same way you can escape uh, kind of the, the, the whole, uh, you know, gender wars by just claiming to be non-binary or something and, and wearing, getting a weird haircut. All right, so uh, Freund added that the idea of changing one's race operates differently depending on a person's racial background that white people uh, who seek to transition to other races can often 
sidestep the harms of racism. So again, really interesting that the first thing that they key on is the dangers of letting white people transition to another race. Now, again, you have to ask yourself uh, if if there's really this racial hierarchy in which uh, you know whites have this uh, this uh, system of oppression that they're the ones getting all of these benefits. Why are they the ones constantly looking to transition out of this? Like, if you have a lottery ticket, if if being white is a lottery ticket, and you and it lets you do whatever you want, if it really gives you all these advantages. Why would you ever let go of that, right? Why would you be looking to transition? But then they immediately identify white people as the ones who would most likely want to transition. And they want to make it clear that you don't shed your genetic guilt, right? Even though race is definitely not genetic, right? Even though race is definitely not not something that 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 is a genetic reality. Uh, there is no biological race, according to them. Just to be clear, you can't actually get rid of that original sin, that white guilt, even if you attempt to transition to another race. You could transition to another sex, which is somehow less of a biological reality, I guess. Uh, but you but you cannot transition races because you could avoid the harms of racism, right? For some reason, uh, that would allow you to avoid the harms of racism in the way that moving from male to female in their constriction would not allow you to avoid the harms of sexism. Why are these things uh, so malleable in one case and not as the other? Who knows, right? Uh, uh, Kevin Nadel, uh, Nadel, a professor of psychology. Again, you'll notice no biologists, no 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 geneticists, nothing, no no scientists of any any kind really here. Uh, a professor of psychology at City of University of New York said there is privilege in being able to change your race or to say that you're changing your race. There are many people who would be unable to even change their race, particularly black people in this country would be able to say all of a sudden I'm white and be treated with the same privileges that white people have. Again, okay, uh, I get that. Um, yes, like you, you can't actually just change your race, so that makes perfect sense. But how does this possibly work with, uh, with men and women? How can you possibly say that then a, a man can just claim that they're a woman and none of this, and again, this is inside their own ideology, right? I'm not saying, you know, that this isn't this isn't the conservative assertion that women are oppressed, right? This is the liberal assertion. This is a progressive assertion that women are systemically oppressed, that they are victims, uh, that there's something inherent about being a woman that makes you a victim, and you're constantly under this bias, right? You're you're losing these privileges. They're they're the ones who construct this. And then they say, but you could just, you know, move yourself to uh, from a man to a woman. And suddenly you get to inherit uh, or inherit all of those things about being a woman and all of those things about you being a man just disappear. Right. But for some reason, that can't be the case if you do it with race. Certain people of color throughout history have been able to pass as white to survive. Uh, Walter Francis White, the son of two enslaved people, for example, used his ability to blend in as a white to champion civil rights for African, America, uh, African Americans as a leader of the NAACP. But most people of color are not afforded the same opportunity. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously there are people who look more or less uh, one race or another. But again, that's kind of weird um, that you're, you're saying, well, some people inherit uh, less of these features that make them obviously one race. So they can pass as another race, but also race isn't genetic. So like, okay, so did these people inherit those features or not? How did they inherit them from their parents if this isn't a genetic thing? If this is a completely cultural construct, then why would they not just be white if they pass for white, right? Because they have all the things that allow them to be white in theory, right? So why would, how, how could those people be another race if they're passing for that if it's just a social construct or if it's a mixture of the two and they mostly inherited uh you know these features that identify them as one race and they are passing and they are therefore given the social status of that race uh in your oppression narrative why would they have any ties i guess then since they since they uh qualify in all of your era area eras areas of a kind of inherited characteristics and a lack of social impression, why would they have any ties to this other race? Unless, of course, you're tying it genetically, which it seems like you are. They're, you can't. They can, the author cannot keep it consistent between paragraphs as to what they actually think that uh, that race is. They, one minute it's it's inherited characteristics, one minute it's a complete social construct. 
Sometimes it's a mix, but even when people have the mix or they have, or they pass for one thing or another, they inherit the, you know, the, the traits or they have the, the social standing uh, that's complete social construction. Uh, they still qualifies the other thing, right? So there's just never a consistently between uh, one, you know, kind of one identity and another. Uh, RCTA and transracialism, which uh, which came to the forefront because of controversial figures like Rachel Dolezal, have been compared to being transgender. However, psychologists and activists push back against this comparison. Well, I guess they better because this is the obvious thing that you would assume, right? If Rachel Dolezal can't transition from white to black, why can't a man become a woman? It makes no sense. They seem to share the same aspects of being, you know, biological in, in some sense and, and cultural in another. Uh, they, they seem to have very similar, uh, you know, constructions in the leftist mind. But for some reason, one of these is sacrosanct and can never be altered, while the other one can be altered at a moment's notice without any kind of significant effort. Rachel Dolezal, I think, has a pretty solid case for why she should be, you know, uh, compared to any given transgender person. But of course, she can't be because that core identity is too sacred to the progressive coalition. Uh, Teek uh, Milan, a black transgender activist and writer, said that it is a uh, it is a disservice to trans transgender people to compare the two. Race historically emerges as a social construct to establish a racial hierarchy uh, with the white race at top uh, at the top. Whereas variances in gender identity have existed for thousands of years, he said. Okay, so, so the differences between men and women um, are very malleable, apparently, but have existed since the dawn of time. Race is new, developed specifically by white people um, to oppress other races and put themselves on top. But it is hard-coded, right? It, it, that it is... Uh, unmovable right and so and so in this this leftist construction this thing that is core to the biological continuance of the human species uh is completely malleable and can be changed at any time and always has been even though it's existed from the beginning of time but this thing that was completely a social construct created in i guess like the last couple hundred years uh is something that uh, that can never be changed for no reason at all again this is obviously just a construction of ideological convenience. Uh, this is obviously something that has been created by leftists simply to go ahead and assure that their kind of uh, power narrative stays in place, their, their political uh, formula stays in place. And that political formula is predicated on the idea that all these other groups that aren't white have to like have some kind of racial grievance against what they see as an oppressive white majority. Um, that that's the core of the coalition, right? Everything else, the, 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 we're fighting for women, all that stuff can really be tossed aside at a moment's notice. Sorry, women, you're, you're yesterday's news. Uh, you're, you're the JK Rowling crowd. You, you, you can all get tossed under the bus with the rest of the turfs. Uh, you're not, you're not uh, as politically useful as we need to. The core narrative is one of race, not, not of gender or sex or whatever. Right. So that, that's the real reason that these things can't be uh, kind of changed at a moment's notice. It has nothing to do with biology. It has nothing to do with uh, with with social construction or or any of this other stuff. It's just that they have to keep this narrative, this hierarchy in place at all times. That is a central truth that cannot be assailed. That's what the coalition is actually constructed around. When it comes to who we are as as racialized people, it is uh, how we present to the world, but it's also about how people treat you. Well, again. How can that not be said about sex or gender or whatever you're calling it? Like, okay, if you want to go with that sentence, that gets easily just copy pasted onto uh, onto gender or sex. You, you, again, you should, if you had any hope of logical consistently, have to have it one way or another, but they're not interested in logical. Uh, it's not just putting on the hair and makeup and talking and walking in a kind of way. That is fetishizing it and objectifying it and reducing it reduces the beauty and complicated cultures of people and of color. Okay. So again, it's fine to fetishize being a woman. It's fine to character being a woman. It's fine to throw on the hair and the makeup and whatever and become a woman if you're a man. That's fine. And not only is that fine, it's encouraged, it's beautiful, it makes you the next uh, you know, the, the the next iteration of the civil rights crusade. 
it gives you a kind of a holy aura that's all fine but if you if you do that to become another race instead of another gender or sex then okay that that that's not all right right that that's a problem again no no hope at a logical conclusion. Uh, Alyssa began posting under her account, blah, 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 on TikTok. While she found the community of like-minded people, she has also encountered a slew of hate messages and even death threats. Yeah, it turns out like people don't like it when you just try to assume, you know, their identity when you aren't, uh, that they find it offensive. Uh, I, I think that's kind of reasonable and understandable, but why would she be interested in doing that? Why, right? Why is, why does she want to cast off this amazing and powerful position of white privilege to enter into, uh, a, a, you know, ident identifying as a different race. I think the answers are obvious, but, but you know, they're, they're going to completely sidestep in this article over and over again. Her account, like many of those RCTA TikTok creators, features walls of rambling text about her progress and goals and addresses the hate haters over videos of uh, fashionable East Asian women dancing to Japanese and Korean music. Again, this is all just mimicking the kind of leftist uh, religious tradition at this point, right? You're going through the sacraments. You, you talk about your oppression. You talk about the haters. You talk about your transition and the beauty of it, right? These are all things that leftists do when they're going, when they're doing their sexuality or their, or their gender, their, their uh, sex, when they're going through those transitions, as they call them, uh, they're just mimicking that same behavior and logically applying it to the next step. The only reason that they're writing an article about how offensive it is, is that it, they hit a, a identity that is core to the leftist coalition. The thing that actually matters to them is not women, it's race. That's that's the thing that they want to build their coalition around. Ever since I was about nine, I've always loved Japanese culture and I've always wanted to move there, even before I discovered uh, this. Again, something that's totally natural for, for people to kind of come across, something that, you know, uh, a, a, a simple uh, parental correction could have fixed right it's nice that you like this culture it's okay to learn about it but you obviously can't just like make videos that change your race any more than you can you know listen to a video and then like cut your hair and wear different clothes and become a different uh sex right like these things are hardwired there's nothing you can do about that um but you know obviously uh gonna ignore that uh, in the first video she posted on TikTok, she introduced herself through a combination of Japanese and English ads. So they talk a little more about her experience here, but I think we kind of get the idea of this. Uh, subliminals, which are audio files or video files intended to evoke certain outcomes, such as growing taller or achieving good grades. Um, so like one of these things is something you could do if you actually did work, but one of these things is something you can't do, do uh, because again, it's genetic. Uh, exploded in popularity during the pandemic. Cohen said they emerged as part of a larger uh, trend in which people hope to manifest changes and bend reality to achieve certain goals, similar to meditation. He said subliminals often feature soothing music and visuals. Um, and then, you know, it, it talks about how it can change their DNA, which obviously you can't do. Uh, you can't do if you're trying to become male or female, and you can't do it if you're trying to become a different race. These things are should be consistent. Uh, creators of subliminals post on YouTube's with eye-catching hyperbolic titles. I promise their views, instant gratification, good grades, blah, blah, blah. So they're just going to talk about the dangers of, you know, uh, this this girl thinking that, you know, she can become a different race here. It's all very bad, even though it mirrors everything that they believe uh, about uh, kind of biological sex. So let's see here, just more of this. They talk about Egyptian creators. So that's interesting. It's not just a, a white uh, a, a white girl. They do bring in other people who want to become Asian uh, though, obviously, the, the white part is the most important. Oh, here we go. Okay, yeah. So they talk about the Middle Easterner, uh, but they're going to keep focusing on why it's... Is it, they're not going to go about uh, Middle Eastern uh, privilege. They're not going to talk about Egyptian privilege, right? It's only going to be about why white people shouldn't be able to transition their race, uh, even though they bring up other people of other races who do want to become Japanese. And here we see them going back to this narrative, right? Uh, for white Americans, racial trauma can take the form of being ashamed for engaging in racism, having failed to stop others from engaging in racism or not having lived up to a non-racist ideal, said uh, Naomi Torres Mackey, a psychologist, again, never a scientist, never a geneticist, never a biologist, uh, at Lenox Hill Hospital in New York. So again, we see, we see the problem is that someone could attempt to escape the racial narrative of guilt of being white by trying to assume these other identities. 
and that's the real problem yeah okay these other this this egyptian girl she's trying to do the same thing it's not it's not just a phenomenon among white people but the only people we're really worried about trying to change that is uh, is white people and you'll see that how important this narrative is here right why would this child believe why why would a young uh, you know uh, you know middle schooler or high schooler believe that they should be ashamed of being a white person well because they've been told that that means just being white means that they're engaging in racism uh that they that you know that they should have stopped racism perceived somewhere or that they're not living up to a non-racist ideal uh back to the uh to the article here it says that racial guilt is what she calls white shame and can lead to white people wanting to escape from the guilt through rcta or transracialism so yeah unsurprisingly you set up a narrative where white people are inherently evil, where uh, just being born with this particular skin color makes you a bad person, where you're you are genetically, even though it's not genetic, where, where you're somehow have this original sin of um, of whiteness. And, and that means you're a racist by definition. It means it's your jo- job to run around trying to stop racisms wherever you might see them. Um, and that you, you have to live up to some non-racist ideal, whatever that happens to mean at the moment. And that that creates this white shame in you. And so, like, there's this, again, a simultaneous narrative that, uh, you know, there's this privilege, this puts you at the top, that the idea of race was created entirely by white people to hold down all of these other groups. However, all of these white people want to escape this now, right? They, they don't want to be held in this framework because of all of these really terrible things that have been said about white people. And that makes them bad people, too, right? So, so race isn't real. And it's been created by white people, but also they're not allowed to escape it. They're not allowed to abolish it. They're not allowed to get rid of it because now I guess you, they're trapped in it forever because they have to continue this idea of racial guilt in perpetuity. Uh, back to the quote from the uh, the eminent psychologist here. If you hold a high degree of p- uh, privileged position in society and that is brought to your awareness, it can give you feelings of guilt or shame. A lot of people try uh, to find refuge from that shame. So apparently white people assembled this uh this whole you know racial idea that never existed before no no one ever before white people created racism a few hundred years ago uh ever noticed race you you certainly can't read old books and have anyone refer to this at all that that simply doesn't exist um but even though they created this and this gives them all these privileges if someone points out that they're privileged they immediately want to discard all of those privileges and become some of the race just to avoid like all these terrible connotations that are attached to it, but they can't because they have to be held in this dynamic forever so that the left can kind of enact this revenge fantasy against these terrible oppressors, right? Although a person can in theory be motivated to try to change their race uh, to any race or ethnicity, very interesting that they never really got into ethnicity here, but we we don't have time to kind of uh, point out the fact that they, they didn't parse that at all. The overwhelming majority of RCTA communities want to be East Asian, and similarly, most race-related subliminals aim to be listeners into into East Asians. So I guess uh, that this kind of online community is is singularly engaged in trying uh, to to be Asian more than any other race here. Uh, let's see, uh, scrolling down a little bit because it's just more about how uh, they they're curious and that kind of thing. Uh, They are exercising their privilege when they say that they want to change races. When I was younger, I wanted to be white because I was sick of uh, facing all the racism. But they're not changing the race because of racism. They're changing the race because they think it's cool. Okay, so if there's white privilege, right, and it gives you all these powers, it gives you all this this standing in the community, uh, why is being other races cool? Can you explain that to me? Like, why, why does that... Well, why are all of these other why do these people think that being other races that aren't privileged is cooler than being the race that's privileged? Like what wouldn't they want to be cool? You just said you wanted to, you know, the 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 person being interviewed here said they wanted to be white so they could, you know, be more accepted, but that wasn't the same thing. Like what it, it doesn't make any sense, right? Um, you know, what says here again, when I was younger, I wanted to be white because I was sick of facing all this racism maybe they're tired of facing racism maybe they're tired of being attacked because of the color of their skin maybe these kids are tired of being told that they're evil 
because they were born a certain way, come from a certain background, share any kind of, you know, cultural or inherited characteristics. Like maybe, maybe they're tired of that. But of course that can't be true because remember there is no racism against white people that, that, that can, that can only be against other races, never against white people. That that's also part of the leftist construction. All right. So they just go on a little bit more about how this is impossible and it's all really a manifestation of privilege. All right, guys. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. Obviously this, uh, this article is kind of ridiculous, but I wanted to read it because of just how clear it is that it can't stay anything. It can't have anything approaching logical consistent consistency, even inside a few paragraphs, right? It can't, it can't go one or two paragraphs without complete, completely changing its own definition of what race is, of what gender or sex uh, or sex is. It can't explain to you coherently why these two things are 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 either biological or uh, or completely social constructs or a mixture of the two, and why them being a mixture of the two, one of them can be changed and one of them can't. It, it it realizes the parallels. It realizes that people want to, uh, uh, you know, c- compare these two because it's obvious why they would want to compare these two. But they just make it clear that the experts have said that you can't do it. Now, none of the experts are biologists. None of the experts are scientists. None of the experts are geneticists. All of the experts are just like experts in media and politics or something, right? But these are the experts. I mean, they have a college degree, so what they says must be true. And so they're going to silence all of your wrong things. They're going to come in here and keep you from noticing uh, any patterns, making any kind of recognition of uh, logical inconsistencies. They want to make it very clear uh, that that don't do any of that no-no thinking. Uh, that's very bad. Um, we're, we're not going to have any logical, cons- logically consistent reason as to why you can't make those connections. We're just going to tell you experts said no. So don't do it, right? And again, uh, a very interesting feature of the article is even though they're they're constantly talking about white privilege and how you know all these amazing things that it grants you and and why race was invented by white people to obtain this white privilege they also make it clear that you know white people might want to escape this racial guilt that has now been associated with this white privilege but they can't they're trapped in here they're trapped in it forever uh, there is no escape there is no atonement there is no forgiveness um, and even even though you can change your your uh, sex at any moment the miracle of transition surgery and hormone therapy or just putting on a wig you definitely can't do that for race because that is central to the leftist coalition and we have to maintain that forever that has to be untouchable in a way that sex is not because even though they make all of this noise about being pro-woman and defending women's rights and all this stuff they're more than happy to def- to discard women at a moment's notice because really at the end of the day race is the core of their coalition that's the thing that they need to to make unassailable, and so even though it makes far less sense uh, for for, for uh, them to kind of uh, treat that as something that is uh, something that can't be deconstructed, they uh, make it sacrosanct because they don't want their coalition to be attacked. Uh, so I just kind of wanted to go through that and look at the absurdity of that, uh, the fact that they the how how their logic works, and really the answer is it doesn't at all. Uh, but it kind of has to for them to kind of defend their position. All right, so. Let's jump in here to the super chats real quick. Uh, it is, uh, let's see, Creeper Weirdo for $2. Uh, this is where the leftism ends, blackface. Yeah, it's, yeah, you know, all of a sudden uh, your ability to change race uh, is, is, is uh, terrible. So uh, they just call it uh, blackface or yellow face as they called it in the article there. Uh, Creeper Weirdo again here for $2. Uh, why can't a black man become white? Uh, why not? Yeah, again, uh, under their theory, it should be very easy for that to happen. Uh, a lot of people make the Michael Jackson joke, right? Uh, but uh, but yeah, under that construction, you, you should be able to do that. Uh, their idea is basically because there's no way to discard that uh, baggage that's attached to that. I'm not sure that why that doesn't work for men becoming women. If uh, men are evil, they're the patriarchy, they're the oppressors. I don't understand how they can shed that baggage, uh, but white people can't shed that baggage if they want to become a different race, or black people can't obtain it, I guess, that baggage if they want to become white or obtain that privilege. It makes no sense, but but who expects it to? Uh, Creeper Weirdo, man, you're really filling out the... Uh, the thank, thank you for your uh, super chats, man. What if black man passes as white? Yeah, we would kind of address that already, right? Uh, they, they talked about people who are passing. Again, 
Not sure how the passing narrative for them works with the idea that you can't inherit. You, so these things are not genetically inherited, but they're kind of genetically inherited. Uh, you can inherit the traits that would allow you to pass genetically, but that doesn't mean that it's genetic. You could also inher uh, inherit then, I guess, the social privilege of being able to pass, but you're still tied to the tradition of the oppressed race if you have. So the, the left has a weird reverse one drop rule, I guess, where like if you have just any part of the oppressed minority, you do count as oppressed, even if you have the privilege of passing. It's all very confusing. I don't think we're going to get a flow chart. Uh, the civil rights, uh, again, uh, Kruber Weirdo, thank you very much. The civil rights leader they gave isn't an answer. No, it, it obviously is not. All right, guys. So we're going to go ahead and, and wrap this up uh, again. Kind of a kind of an insane uh, article here. Uh, at the end, I think we all just kind of understand the truth that you know the reason this can't go away is that they kind of need this racial uh, uh, oppression narrative kind of sell uh you know that the, you know, they said it right there they said it in the piece that white guilt is kind of central and they don't want people to be able to discharge that white guilt uh, and so that has to stay uh kind of uh at the forefront no matter what they have to make sure that there's no way to discharge that because that's kind of the currency of the regime and so uh that's the reason that um, white people can't possibly discharge that by kind of transitioning to another race they just have to stay privileged forever and atone for the rest of their lives, uh, which is a, a, a kind of a horrific uh, narrative without redemption, but that's exactly what they want to enforce on people. All right, guys, so I'm gonna go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, if you are new to the channel, please go ahead and go ahead and subscribe to the channel. Again, a lot of people saying they're not getting all the notifications, guys, you know how YouTube is, especially with anything right of center. So if you wanna make sure that you're catching all of the live streams, all the shows, those kind of things, please make sure that you go ahead and you know click the bell, get the notifications, all that stuff. So you know when this stuff is going to happen. Uh, if you uh, would like to get these broadcasts as podcasts, please make sure that you go ahead and subscribe to the Oren McIntyre, McIntyre show on your favorite uh, podcast platform. If you do that, make sure that you go ahead and leave a rating or a review that helps with the algorithm. Uh, all right, guys, going to go ahead and wrap this up today, but thank you so much for coming by. And as always, I will talk to you next time.